Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Love by Chance 2, Episode 2. I'm really liking this series because, number one, there are minimal sound effects. Number two, I don't know why, but I really do like the Love by Chance and the Love by Chance 2. This one's a lot harder because you have the A thing and um, Pete thing, and they're separated right now. And, you know, I really do feel bad for A. I mean, I'm not sure. And I feel bad for Pete. And, you know, um, I haven't really talked about except in the theory of um, love podcast. But right now I'm going through some really hard stuff. And the weird thing is it's not really anything that, you know, I, you know, was doing. It's just it's been thrust upon me. And, you know, it's affected me. It's affected my friends. We're all still trying to figure out what's going on and dealing with a loss. Not a death, but a loss. And... It's been monumental. And though it's not a romantic thing at all, it's been, you know, a person who's been a part of me and my friends and my family's lives for a long, long time has just vanished. And nobody can figure out why. I mean, it's it's really weird. But, you know, the thing that A is going through, I really do get, I mean, on a very visceral level, because, you know, you expect someone to be there, and then they're gone. And you're left going, what happened? And... Why? And you keep asking yourself why till you know you're you're bloody and bruised and you finally realize that, you know, hitting that wall of why over and over again really isn't going to help, you know, hitting the wall of why with alcohol, hitting the wall of why with cigarettes, hitting the wall of why with caffeine. I mean, it's not really going to help to hit the wall of why with that. I mean, you could stand there until you're blue and then all you'll end up doing is looking like A in this show. And I mean, I'm not blaming A for that. I'm just saying... I totally get where A is at after my last month. I mean, no offense, I really do. Not because of a romantic entanglement, but just because a dear, dear friend of mine and my family and my friends has just vaporized and we're going, why? But you know, that's really neither here nor there. I'm just saying I totally get what A is going through. But A is basically spiraling out of control, both with alcohol, cigarettes, caffeine. He's basically trying to put a bandage on his emotions so he doesn't keep asking himself why and I do really get that but I also think that as painful as being present is you really do have to be present I mean and maybe it's just because of me and what I've gone through in my past that has you know helped me realize that even in this present of trouble and stuff it's still better to be present it's still better to feel the pain than to bandage it And, you know, I think that's a very human thing is to bandage stuff. But, you know, and maybe it's because I'm a high-function autistic, but I sit there and go, the bandage is going to come off, and at the end of the day, it's better to face the pain now rather than later. I mean, I don't know. That's just how I've always thought about stuff. But anyway, moving on to the plot of Love by Chance episode 2 of season 2. This episode, I, I really, the character of Can, he is always hungry. He's always rubbing his belly saying, I need food, and he's whining and acting like this really immature kid. But even despite his immaturity, the thing I really do like about Can is he's the only person on the planet who can look at the character of Tin and tell him, you need to be nice. Even if somebody maybe deserves to be lambasted for something, that's not your job to do that. And there's this very interesting scene where he comes up and he's really hungry and a friend decided not to take him to lunch, so he's feeling bad about that. And he ends up going 
to the um, area where Tin would be eating lunch, and he sees Tin, and Tin is in kind of a pickle because Tin is being basically hunted by the girls of the college because he's the youngest son of this major real estate slash politician tycoon in Thailand. And he ends up having this girl who literally grabs him as he's walking down the hall and tells him that he needs to buddy up with her on a project. And he's like, um, I won't say what he's thinking, no. And um, basically get off. And she ends up making the terrible blunder of saying, I know you're the brother, the younger brother of Tum, um, Tun Meduthan, I think is their family name. I might be pronouncing that wrong because I'm not really good on that. But anyway, and he goes, really, you do. And you think that, you know, because I'm the younger brother of so-and-so, that makes me someone who you want to just kind of hornswoggle into this. And he goes, you know, neither me and my brother like easy women. And Ken can see that this is going to go really, really downhill from here because Tin has no filter. Tin just says exactly what he thinks when he thinks because Tin basically been on overload since he was a kid and found out his brother, who was his best friend, he thought, really, really betrayed him in a very bad, very um, obvious way for everyone to read in the news. So anyway, Tin has lost his filter years ago, and Ken's looking at this going, Tin is going to say something even worse than telling this girl that she's an easy woman. If I don't come in and stop the situation, even though I've been trying to avoid Tin for, you know, ever. And so he grabs Tin by the hand and says, you said you were going to have lunch with me and drags him out of the building and then gives him a little talking to about the fact that, you know, even though you might not like what that girl said, you don't address women that way. And so... Tin ends up taking Can to dinner and buying him literally almost a table full of food, with which Tin completely demolishes. And then Tin is sitting there slurping up the last bit of his soup. And I do have to say, whoever they got to play um, Can, not Can, not Tin is the one that's eating. And whoever they got to play Can, he is an absolutely adorable human. And I don't mean that in a bad way or in a weird way. He just, he sits there and looks, he makes you want to laugh. And he's sitting there with milk dribbling down his cheeks. And he's just, you know, not, he doesn't know how to use a napkin. Okay, I don't think the kid ever did know how to use a napkin. And he's sitting there and he goes, I don't see why you don't think that that girl's cute. And, and Tin looks at him and he goes, you know, no matter what, you'll always be cuter than that girl, because that girl was, you know, basically despicable. And then he takes off his hanky and wipes him, and he says, wipes his face off, and he says, please, throw this away. I don't want to even have this next to me after it's touched your mouth, because goodness knows you've, you're a mess, and you're dirty, and you don't clean things up. And so, anyway, and then poor Ken's sitting there going, what does he mean by the fact that he says that I am dirty, but still cute. And so he spends his evening that night with his younger sister trying to figure out this conundrum. And um, it's just kind of funny. I don't know why. I just find it amusing. And then you have, um, at this last bit, A has gotten himself into a bunch of alcohol and a bunch of trouble that way. And then his um, friend, who's a girl, who's a study mate, comes and finds him by accident. She happened to be going with some friends to a pub there. And she sets with him until she can get A Pawn to come get him. And A kind of loses it at her because she says, you know, if Pete really cared about him, why isn't he here 
picking up this mess. And what she doesn't know is that it had nothing to do with lack of care for why they broke up. I mean, I believe from what I'm hearing on the web about this, because I have Googled it and, you know, I only can read the English translation because I don't read Thai. But anyway, from what I understand, the reason that they broke up with, with Pete was presented by his father with two options. One, that A, would get sent to jail for defending Pete against Trump, or two, they break up and Pete moves for three years to France with his dad. Um, and, you know, given those options, I totally get why Pete did what he did. Um, was it maybe the right thing to do? I mean, to me, there is always a third way. I mean, it might not look like there's a third way, but there is always a third way. And I think that that's something that most humanoids forget when under pressure is we think that there's only two options. Or sometimes, you know, we get to the point where we think, oh, there's only one option. Darn, I must go with this option because, ergo, I don't have another option. And I'm sitting there going, you know, when the flames are burning, when the fire's up, when it doesn't look like there's another way, maybe that's the time to say, pause. Um, like in the Ready Player One, when they reverse things 60 seconds with that ball. Maybe that's the time to reverse things. Just pause it, to slow it down, to think about what happened before. And then maybe there's a third way that will pop up. Like, I don't mean it weird in the AMP case. I'm going, you know, they're both, I think they were 18. I'm not sure, maybe 19 now. But um, I'm going, you know, they were young. Um, it's only three years. And I know when you're young, three years seems like a lot. But, you know, I've met three-year-olds. And they were babies like a blink ago. So, you know, three years isn't that long to wait if you really think you're supposed to be with someone. And, you know, there is the option of... <sighs> goodness knows you know you are 18 you could go get a job have your life realize that you know it's either you go to school with your parents money or you go get a job you work your way up in society and you keep the relationship that you have I mean you know it really doesn't have to be you know a bloody um busted up thing and I mean I do honor Pete for doing what he thought he needed to do but I'm also sitting there going Pete did what he thought he should do. But is that maybe what Pete should have done? Um, maybe not. Because, you know, he left A, and A's a very decent person, but A completely went off the rocker. And I'm not even blaming A for going off the rocker, because he just sat there and went, it's going to be forever. I'm not going to see Pete again. And... I really thought that that was going to be something for, like, the rest of your life. And I really think with A, it's kind of the long haul for him. I mean, he cannot think past Pete. And I really do admire that in a person because I'm going, that's a good trait to have. It's a noble trait. I mean, there are really, really worse traits you could have. Even with the disaster that ensues for him, I'm going, if I had to choose between having someone who had the character to say, I'm in it for the long haul, or I ha and maybe had a little bit of a detour because they went off the rails when they lost somebody, or someone who just went, you know, this is just a one thing, going to go on to something else, I'd much prefer somebody who had A's character. I'm just saying. But this episode I did enjoy. You could watch it with any age of kid. There's nothing in it except maybe... Um, for some people, they would not like to see A having the drinking problem. In my opinion, I think it would be good for kids to see this because it would make it so that they would know that alcohol leads to really bad things. I mean, that's what I would say about it is in... 
in my opinion, that's why I think it is okay. But this is my review of Love by Chance Episode 2. Again, you can definitely check it out on Vicky Rukaton, and I believe they're uploading it to YouTube as well. With that, on out. Bye!